pay good money to come watch it after we play. They try to take on the fucking game. Shaq, we're on live. Yeah, what's what's up, everybody? We're uh, we're back, second week in a row. We're professional again. We're on our on our schedule. Episode fifty-two. We're uh, we're chilling Friday afternoon. Yeah, this might be one of the earliest times we've ever recorded the podcast. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're trying something new. You know, sometimes it's not working. You know, you gotta you gotta switch it up. Just like, you know, you you might go to a new offensive scheme where. We're going to a new recording time. We're chilling. We uh, we get started, I guess. I don't, I don't have anything to say. No, I don't have anything to say either. Let's just end the podcast here. Yeah, it's a wrap. I don't know. Oh, I actually do. We have a live live event unboxing video. I bought I bought Ron a gift. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Oh God! It's I, I knew nothing. I about put it this. in a, in a huge ass box, but it's not really that big. Okay, here we go. I'm going to... Live, live on the pod. <laughs> live unboxing video. Whoa. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> San Antonio Stars jersey. I'm putting this on. This is sick. <laughs> I was surfing eBay the other day, and... Uh, Came across the Mo Curry jersey for cheap. Damn. This kicks ass. Had to pick it up. <laughs> I had to. Ron, r- when Ron was in, in Phoenix the other year, he got me a, a Ali Quigley jersey. Coming full circle. The the ultra rare, it's a throwback now. You can't even get the, these jerseys. The stars don't even exist anymore. Damn. Ryan, Ryan got his jersey on. Yeah, I'm in ready to podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had my donut and my Red Bull. <laughs> ready to go. We're ready to turn up. This is sick. For the pod. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to send that to Mo. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she'll come on the podcast the since she's retired now. Yeah, she doesn't have her podcast anymore. That would be fucking funny if we got her on the podcast. <laughs> she she had. I feel like I sent you some tweet the other day of hers that I can't remember, but <laughs> I feel like she's been she's been going off on Twitter lately. But uh, let's see, there there really hasn't been too much going on in in the league this week. I don't know if it's just because the schedule is a little more spread out now that they don't have the World Cup uh, to deal with in September, but there's a lot of games or a lot of days where there's just only one game. Some teams we're like two weeks into the season and like the Wings have only played two games. Some teams, a lot of teams, only played three. It just, I don't know. It's it's making these podcasts a little tougher. I feel like. Yeah, we're sort of having to coast just because, uh, as we said last week. Not to get all analytical with it. There's just not a big enough sample size, and with some players who are on sort of the verge of coming back from injury, it's kind of hard to make sense of these teams as they are right yeah i mean since like since we talked last week like some teams have only played one game and it's like what are you gonna like is our opinion like gonna change that much especially for a team like say the sparks or something who 
They played one game. <laughs> they played one game last night versus Sun, and like they don't have Candice, Elena. Uh, they didn't have Vadiva. Like, like yeah, Raquana. Like, what are you gonna really take from that? So I don't. I don't know. It's it's still good to like watch these games and you know get a feel for these teams, but it's again hard to like really form concrete opinions this early for such a short season it's a long season the yeah, takes like we just gotta the takes <laughs> gotta get hotter <laughs> yeah we we might just have to to go stephen a smith style turn just up the heat just turn this into more entertainment just stop trying to analyze stop trying to be fair and just start start firing takes the the dream are trash yeah we're decimating the dream <laughs> on this podcast they're trash uh John Cole Jones, top five player of all time. Yes. Let's see. Uh, yeah, we got a couple of bits of news. A couple of bits of news. Yeah, Tina Charles became the Sparks all time, or not the Sparks. She did it when they were playing the Sparks. The the Liberty's all time leading scorer, which is pretty cool. I mean, for anyone, but especially for like the Liberty, our original team, but like they've been around a long time. They have a lot of history, a lot of great players. But that's a uh, Pretty cool achievement for Tina. Yeah, and she's just putting up shots. You said she took like thirty <laughs> shots in one of the <laughs> yeah, last games. She uh she's really trying to carry the Liberty who <laughs> are just bad. But I don't know. I thought last season was like a little depressing, I felt like. You know, playing he got forced into that convention center whatever they play now in Westchester. Yeah, fuck James Dolan. Um and I don't know, that seemed to just, like, damp put a damper on their season. I thought things would be better this time around. If I see James Dolan, it's on site. <laughs> it's on site. Uh, JD and the Straight Shots sucks. We're yeah, do they have any albums? We should maybe... <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do... We'll, uh, this will be a music critic podcast. Um, or they just cover. <laughs> I think they have some original songs, but I don't really know. But yeah, no, I I thought this would be like a little bit better of a season for the Liberty, but it's been just just as bad. Like the team is just not good and also just not exciting. And they have some like cool players, like Kia Nurse and like Tina's cool obviously. But I don't know, just overall that's just a like, depressing situation. Yeah, I figured them in like Indiana would probably be sort of the bottom the bottom of the barrel in terms but I feel like at least Indiana seems to have like direction. Whereas New York kind of seems like all over the place. Yeah. Uh I mean they have some nice nice pieces. You you hope so. Like Keen Keen Nurse looked pretty good last season. Like Oh yeah. You you hope Asia Dur is gonna be good and you know Hanzu like could be interesting, but yeah, it definitely it does it doesn't feel like there's a direction there. It's like they're still kind of trying to hang on to the teams they had a few years ago when they were really good in the East, but mm-hmm. they don't have that talent, but they also really haven't gone full rebuild, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, like what's the highest pick they've gotten in the last like few years? I think this season with Asia Day. Second. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, it's it doesn't it doesn't seem like they fully committed to like just tearing everything down. Like I don't know. I at least, re- you know, I give some respect for that, like hanging on to Tina or whatever. 
But yeah, it's kind of puts you in like the sort of worst spot where yeah. you're in purgatory. It's like they're not gonna make the playoffs probably. Right. That's the thing is like And they're probably not gonna be the worst team in the league. It's one thing to I don't know, people love to say like, Oh, just blow it up, like just restart and tank or whatever. And that's like not a guarantee of success at all. But I do feel like for a team like the Liberty, where you're not like it's one it's one thing to say that for teams who are at the bottom of the playoff picture, like it's kind of dumb to say that because like if you're still making the playoffs, especially in the WNBA, like you don't really need to blow things up. But I feel like the Liberty, they might have to consider that just because you're not make you're not going to make the playoffs, but you're also like don't have any direction. Yeah, I mean, unless Tina really enjoys playing there and she wants to, like... Yeah, I mean, she is And they respect that. But, yeah, I I think they're they're probably going to be among the worst teams this season with how things are looking so far. I mean, 0-3. But they have been, like, competitive. It's not like... Like, they're... That was a close game against the Sparks the other day. Like, they lost on a buzzer beater in the first game. So, like, it's not like they're a disaster. It's just... I don't know, kind of like I was saying earlier, it just feels like kind of like more sad that like, especially since they're playing in that building, it's just like a, I don't know. Yeah, it's like the Rosemont Arena. Yeah. <laughs> they're playing at the same place that they hold like Comic-Con or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? You know, uh, Players of the Week. We got our first Players of the Week announced for the season. Uh, our influence, very clearly... Yeah, well, we're on live favorite heavy player of the week this week. Yeah, John Quell for the East and then Natasha Howard for the West, which is not a surprise. And clearly the two best players in the league this season by far. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I mean, we expected that from John Quell. But that really wasn't a surprise. And I wouldn't say it's a surprise that Natasha's good. Like, we knew she was good. But I, I do think it's been a little bit of a surprise just, like, how well she's continuing her production while increasing, like, the role that she has. Right. Is, like, she's basically, like, they're, I don't know. I mean, s- some nights it's Jewel still. But I feel like some nights she's become their main offensive option. And she's still, like, playing really well on both sides, too. Yeah, I think she's definitely, like, a more consistent player than Jewel. Yes, for sure. But ideally, I mean, you have Stewie, so she's in, like, a lower volume sort of role. Right. But, yeah, I mean, she, I mean, that was what we said last year, is that she's obviously not as good as Brianna Stewart, but a similar sort of diverse skill set. Yep. Where she can do almost anything. I mean, we talked about this last week, where she almost had a 5 by 5 But, yeah, I mean, she has really stepped up and... I don't know. I don't think sh- they're going to be quite good enough to like contend this year. But still, I mean, if sh- they can sort of develop Natasha and then get Stewie back next year, I mean, that's I don't know how that team wouldn't be the favorites, especially after winning it last season. Right, for sure. And especially with with what Canada's looking this season, um, it it definitely seems like. I mean, I'm Sue Sue's going to come back, but. I mean, even if she does, like, it's clear that Sue doesn't have very many seasons left. Yeah. And that was one area of concern is that, like, w- what are you going to do when Sue leaves? Just because it was clear she was really important in terms of, 
just running the show and you know keeping that team level and and being a leader but and they will miss that obviously but it it does seem like Jordan Canada is is going to be talented and and skilled enough to take over as a starting point guard for sure it seems like they have their their point guard of the future there yeah i mean even with canada sort of coming around i mean i think we both have sort of critiques but she's she's young still yeah and if you can play sue in sort of i don't know the veteran like low minute role where she's still on the floor in like big moments when you need right. her most and canada i think can suffice especially if you have i don't know enough scores around her with like stewie and lloyd and howard for sure and some of canada's pr- biggest issues were like um you know like decision making and turnovers and stuff like we'll only get better as right she gets more experience and like i think that's a like it's not like good that she turns the ball over a lot obviously but like i would rather like i feel like that's like a a lesser issue than if like she couldn't get into the paint or like she couldn't make certain passes you know yeah i think she clearly has like the vision like i think she has an idea of what she's doing out on the floor yeah it's just sort of making those decisions quicker and making the right one more often and that i mean usually tends to come with just like more experience obviously Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm not too worried about that i mean she'll i think she'll probably be better as a finisher too and she's already a great defender so yeah i think she'll have like a very long successful career ideally yeah, it does like I mean they they seem set even you know you, you never know quite what Stewie's gonna be back like when she gets back because Achilles injuries, especially like with a player as athletic as her, but yeah it does seem like the Storm are still in a good place and are still gonna be really competitive this season. Um, yeah, I mean John Quell and the Sun beat Los Angeles last night. We're, like we said before, they were without. Candace Raquana and Elena Beard. Yeah. So it's, I mean, the Sparks are another team that I just like, I, we're not going to be able to sort of figure out. Yeah, because what are they, two and two? Yeah, they, I think they miss both Candace and like Raquana to some extent, their playmaking. Yeah, as and Raquana shooting, especially. Yeah, as good as Nuka and Cheney are, that is probably like the weakest part of their game is passing. Not that they're like bad sure, passes yeah. or anything, but it's like, uh, it's not like, a criticism really because it's like you're not really supposed to like i wouldn't really expect them to no to do that but it just yeah it hurts when you don't have like that especially again with raquan out as well like chelsea gray becomes like your only playmaker unless you're you know relying on sydney weiss which i don't know she's done all right this season but i don't think like in the perfect world, like Sydney Weiss is your longtime starter for the Sparks, you know? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They've looked good at times. Like, they beat the Sun the other day. Um, they beat the Liberty. What are you going to really, like, take away from... This isn't the real version of the Sparks, so, like, it's hard to really take too much from these games. Yeah, but, I mean, Connecticut is still rolling. They're yeah, Connecticut <laughs> is good as hell. I I think they look like the team to beat so far. Uh, the w- the links have been great to start four and one, but I just don't know if they have the upside. Right, and the they also like I don't know they barely beat the wings like they had a win over the sky. Whereas like I I don't know like the sun I feel like 
the Sun kicked the Mystics' ass. Like, they beat the Sparks. They beat the Aces. Like, the Sun just have been more impressive, Yeah, I think, in terms of what they've done. Well, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, this is sort of what the Sun are. Not that, I don't know, Minnesota is playing well, but it seems almost like a sort of systemic thing. Like, Nafisa was, sure. seems like, I don't know, from what little I've seen of her, seems like maybe the perfect pickup, like the perfect draft for them, just because, I don't know, she's already so solid and seemingly a very intelligent player. Like, I don't know if I've seen her make, like, very many mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the links you, it, it's almost like by committee. It's just yeah, for very sure. solid. I think once you start seeing the stars on other teams starting rolling back, that maybe Minnesota falls a little bit. Probably but I, that yeah. doesn't make it any less impressive, like what they've done so far this season. Like they've been a hell of a team. Yeah, no, it's they're definitely. I think by committee is right. Like they don't. I mean, they have Sylvia, obviously, but besides that, I don't think they have anyone who's gonna make an all-star team. Um, I mean, you never know, like what happens, but because there's a lot of people out, so like the all-star game might look a little different this season. But yeah, like traditionally, like you wouldn't say like they have many many all-stars on that roster but yeah i mean they beat they beat phoenix last night they did that was a nice win really low scoring game yeah i mean the links especially defensively have looked really solid um which is always going to carry you to a certain extent like playing defense that well um i am excited to see what they can do this year though yeah no i think they can make a strong push the i mean with the way the WNBA playoffs are set up, like y- you only have to win maybe one game, like to get into the semifinals, mm. so, and then you never know what happens there. So yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, what else is going? Uh, the Aces, where we got the game on versus the Dream the other night. Uh, Liz Cambage finally back in the starting lineup, uh, which is you know what we expected, but. She was there kind of working her back slowly from that Achilles, plus just not being with the team very much um, for training camp or anything. But, I mean, they just, I think, I mean, it, hel- it helps playing the Dream, who have been, like, really bad on defense, but I think this was, like, a good, like, I, would, I wouldn't say perfect necessarily, but, like, this is kind of, like, what you envisioned from the Aces this season, right. just with all the talent they have. And, like, I think they had, like, four different players score 15 points in this game. And it just seems like with so much depth, like, they're going to be really tough to stop on a consistent basis with with how much offensive talent they have. And their defense also has been impressive, too. I'm, they've been better defensively than I thought they were going to be. But, yeah, another team that we still, like, this was the first game Cambay started, so, like, Again, it's not like the full version of, I wouldn't say full version, but like, it's not a, still like a work in progress, I guess. Yeah, they're getting a running start. But another, um, I mean we were talking about this before we started recording, but I, one player that's been impressive for them is Hamby. Um, yeah, I mean, she was checking this morning. She's like uh, top five or six i think scores this season i don't know if no that might have just been the games last night now that i think about it because it's on the app yeah, there's that weird so. thing yeah, where yeah. it's <laughs> like the daily but nevertheless yeah i mean she's a very solid bench big i think she can play with either liz or asia she kind of does it all 
Yeah, and she's in like, especially on a young team, like the Aces are. Y- you kind of just need like some solid vets that can that can come in that you can just rely on, and you know what you're getting on a consistent basis from them. I mean, you know obviously what you're gonna get from like Campage and Asia and stuff, but some of the other players on the Aces, I feel like, like the other day when they were playing the Sun, like Lambeer basically sat Plum and Jackie Young for like long stretches of the second half because he just wasn't really trusting them. So like players like Hamby are important, and she's been she's been really good, like n- nearly averaging a double double off the bench, which. Is impressive. Yeah, like, only 20 minutes. Like, she's probably the early favorite for six women of the season. Shooting really efficiently, like, playing, rebounding well. Like, she's averaging almost two steals. So, yeah, I think she's been one of, the, like, the most impressive players to start the season. Um, really solid for them. Um, I don't know. Wha- what else? I don't really have too much else. I think the Mystics look really good. Um, they just beat up on the, the Dream in the, s- the sky once EDD got back. They're about to lose Miesman for Euro, Euro basket. I mean, still, even without here, like, they just have so much depth. Like, Ariel Atkins, Hines Allen, Walker Kimbrough. Like, Sanders. Yeah, just like, I mean, Tiana Hawkins. Like, they just don't have, there's no one on that roster that's like a liability where like, they have to go to a bench unit and you like have someone you can take advantage of. And, like, I feel like that's pretty rare in the, even as the talents got a lot better in the, WNBA, like, there's still, like, teams still have, like, a depth issue. At least, like, for, you know, kind of, like, middle-tier to bottom-tier teams. The Mystics just don't, like, there's no one you can point to on that team that's, like, uh, you know, someone you can take advantage of off the bench. Like, they just have a lot of good players. Yeah, I've yet to really tune in to the, to the Mystics. So I'm excited. I'm excited to catch them. Plus, I mean, goes without saying, but EDD is... Just like when you have that good of a player, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, just offensively is. And I think their finals run, I think, kind of caught a lot of people by surprise last year. They're just so like offensively is. I mean, last year was kind of a weird season. It like the sort of uh, change of the guard, yeah, or whatever. Uh, the it was in limbo. I mean, Seattle won it. I don't know if anyone predicted Seattle winning no. it last season. I mean, they hadn't even made the playoffs. Like, that was the first season they made the playoffs in a while. Yeah. Or, n- actually, they might have... I think they lost in the first round, like, a year or two before. But anyway, like, they hadn't, like, made a sustained playoff run in a long time before that. Oh. Camp Beige kind of shoots like Aaron Baines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> see it. Like, pushes it out really far in front of her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, kind of does, like, that toe tap to, like, push off. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, the Mystics are just offensively are going to be a problem for people to keep up with. And if their defense is, their defense isn't going to be like elite, but if it's just solid, they, their offense is so good that it's just, I mean, like, like some teams only played a few games, but their offensive rating is 112. Like the next best is, is actually Indiana, surprisingly, but like Weird. they're at 104, um, which is like an insane difference. Yeah, we might we might have some some high mystics content next year, next week, not next year. <laughs> yeah, next. Stay tuned. Tune in. <laughs> tune in next year. <laughs> that's that's how you're long you're gonna have to wait for the next episode. All right. What else? Uh, I think that kind of covers up. Uh, we did want to mention like, I don't know. I guess like this weekend coming up, there's a lot of games. Uh, we're recording today on a Friday, so you 
probably won't hear this tonight, but um, Wings and Fever. That'll be interesting to see. I feel like the Wings are a little bit unlucky to be 0-2. And, and then the Fever, obviously, surprising 2-1. and one. Um, So that'll be kind of interesting to see what happens there. And then a nice uh, Sparks Lynx game on Saturday on ABC, which is cool. Um, that should be a good game. Uh, Sunday, then there's like five games. Which I don't, it's just annoying to me that they put like four of those games at basically the same time. And it's like the games are so spread out like over the course of the week. And then on Sunday, you just cram four games in at once. Yeah, that's a pretty smart way to do it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like makes it a little difficult for people to watch. Like, you kind of just have to pick one game. Whatever. Uh, at least there's a bunch of games to choose from instead of only one. Um, I think a bu- I think there's a few of them on NBA TV, so it'll be good to get some games on TV. Uh, you have anything else before we talk about the Dream? No, I don't think so. Let's get in. Heading into the season, knowing that they weren't going to be with McCautry, I think tempered expectations a little bit. Like, no one... I mean, they were a game away from the finals last season. And I don't think people really thought they could reach that level. But they were also, like, that wasn't crazy considering, like, how wide open the season was, was going to be. I think they were, if I remember the odds correctly, like, the Aces, the Mystics, and the Mercury, I want to say, were, like, the three favorites. And then there was, like, a second tier of teams that were all, like, six to one favorites and it was like the dream the sun and so i don't know any but anyways like they were it wasn't like people thought they were like gonna be bad like everyone expected them to be as a strong playoff team and then like maybe get mccotry back and you you see what happens and like so far it's just been a disaster yeah i mean i think we thought they would be able to sort of fall back on their defense but yeah, I don't know. Do you have defensive rating up? I, I don't have it up. But uh, it almost like I don't know. The offense and the defense is connected. They were talking about this on sure. the broadcast last night that they like can't hit anything, and I don't know. Teams just leak out, and I'm sure it gets frustrated just sort of going through that cycle, possession after possession. Yeah, and it makes it harder to defend when like your shots aren't falling. For sure. Yeah, Nikki, I have that. Nikki Khan had a, a good quote about that. Um, what did she say? Um, yeah, she was talking. This is from uh, High Post Hoops. They talked to her. Um, Colin said, uh, the point was we just have to keep battling together and we can't get frustrated. The frustration is in some ways an inward selfish emotion that we just have to give out. When we're not playing well, we have to lift somebody, lift somebody else up. She had a quote, yeah. Uh, we we can make shots and we're just not. And I think at times we're frustrated by that and letting that affect our ability to sit down and guard and get rebounds and do some of the little things. Which, I mean, that's like a pretty common problem, I feel like, in just in basketball in general. Like, it's just it's frustrating to to not be able to make shots on offense and then have to <laughs> have to go down and, like, feel... You feel more pressure than to get a stop because you haven't been able to score on the other end. Yeah, I mean, I think you saw this last night especially. I mean, the aces are so high-powered that they get a rebound and they're going. And it's like, God damn it, we got to do this again. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, true. I mean, 
especially as a team like the Aces who love to run and get in transition. Like if you're not scoring, that's just going to open that up more. And so then you're playing in transition defense, like you can't get set and that makes it a lot tougher because then you have cross matches or people don't know who they're guarding and like you're more tired obviously from running up and down all the time. And so, yeah, like you mentioned before, it's connected because I mean, we you see this at every level of basketball. Like, if you score and the other team has to take the ball out of the basket, you can get your defense set and be ready to play and, you know, have your matchups and everything set. And it it's more than just the, you know, frustration. Like, it's all a connected thing. Um, we looked up their offensive rating, and they're currently at 88.3 points per 100 possession, which would be the lowest... Like, obviously, that's probably not going to last for the entire season, but if it did, um, it would be the lowest in WNBA since 2003. Like, the Mercury had, like, 87.9, which, like, shows you how, like, how bad the offense is. I mean, people expected it to not be very great because, like, they had problems scoring without McCautry last season. But, I mean, this, if you're going to be historically bad and then also be bad on defense... (laughs) it's pretty clear why they're getting killed. Like, they're not even losing games. Like, they're just getting blown out by, like, I mean, good teams. Like, the Aces and Mystics are good, but, like, (laughs) they're just getting destroyed. Yeah. I mean, not to put all the blame on, like, one player or anything, Tiff Hayes has kind of struggled out out of the start. Well, yeah, for sure. I think I saw something that she's dealing with an ankle injury, which would explain some of it. Yeah, that's still like, what did what did you say she was? Yeah, so she's splits? she's averaging eight points a game, thirty six percent from the floor, twenty five from three, and fifty five percent from the line. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's who you were counting on to step up and be your leading offensive player with McCautry out. So that gives you an indication of. Like where they're at, um, yeah. I mean, what was last night versus the Aces? Her and Bentley were like, what did you say? Five it was for like five for twenty-two or something like yeah. five for twenty-five. Actually, I think what was it? yeah what it was. And it's not going to get easier for them because they have to play the Sun on Sunday, uh, who are another like really good offensive team. Yeah, and they're going to get out. Um, but yeah, no, the dream. Um, has the it's also, I don't know, it's hard to give a diagnosis Sorry. with Angel out. But, I don't know, before the season, uh, Nikki Collins said they were going into the season, I don't know, with, like, the expectation. Not the expectation, but, like, under the assumption that Angel could miss, like, the entire season. Right. But, so, if, like, she doesn't come back, I don't know. I mean, it kind of comes down to, like, making shots but i feel like the the players they're sort of leaning on to do that have been so sort of inconsistent i mean bentley by nature is sort of inconsistent tiff hayes is i don't know she's kind of sporadic they what britney sykes is leading them with like 11 points per game yeah it's just like <laughs> they're to cut it <laughs> yeah i mean it's something we talk about you you're sort of leading player goes out and everyone has to sort of step up and I don't know that's that's a hard thing to do if especially if you're used to like a specific role or right. 
it's hard to sort of it's harder to play down a role than it is to play up a role because some players I don't know aren't just just aren't like talented enough to do that, which is fine. I mean, they're used to having Angel out there, and the team is uh, supposed to be playing with Angel. Like that's sort of how it's. Yeah, because it's not even. I mean, it's it's in part a responsibility thing of, you know, you go from say taking 12 shots to like okay now you have to like lead the offense and like if we're stuck like you got to create something um and then but also like your defense the defense shifts as well in that you know the best player best a team's best defensive player like might be guarding you now and like that's just gonna make everything more difficult yeah and that's (laughs) why i don't know that's why these sort of early season teams that are missing Candace Parker or Diana Jack's dying on the podcast I mean I don't know that's also just a part of the sport right is you you see players like Natasha Howard who are like capable of stepping up into that next role and sort of I don't know taking the reins of a team uh, I don't think it's it's fair to say that that's sort of an indictment of a player. I mean, it's more sort of like the reverse. If they're able to do that, that is like good for them. But I right. know some players are better set in a certain role. For sure. And not all of them can sort of, I don't know, play up like that. <coughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happening. I'm all of a sudden just like can't can't talk without coughing like crazy. <coughs> it's my flu flu game. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't really have too much else to say about the dream. Um, yeah, we'll let it we'll let it play out a little bit longer. I mean, you were saying before the podcast that they started off the season like 500, went on like a 15 and two run. Granted, that was with Angel. A lot of it was, yeah. So it's a but little like different. They also started bad with Angel last season. Yeah. Too. So. Yeah, it's I just don't want to write team. them off. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It's not looking good for them, at least. Like, <laughs> I mean, it is a little early, but they still are one in three, and it's only a thirty-four game season. So you don't have like too much time to. You don't want to get in, you know, a huge hole where you're like two and seven or something, right. and have to work your way out. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll give them a few more games before we. Before, before we, we write scorch them, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I do really enjoy watching Britney Sykes, though. She's just a very, I don't know, enigmatic player. Plays with a lot of passion. a lot of emotion. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I think it was the Mystics. I can't remember which game it was. There's some game the other day when <laughs> they were down by like 25, and she hit like an and one jumper and just like went crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing. I mean, like, her and Tiff Hayes and Alex Bentley, like, definitely play with, like, a sort of chip on their shoulder, like, with an attitude. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of demoralizing to see that just turn into, like, I don't know, three for 14 performances. Right. And losses. But that is, I guess, one reason I still, like, kind of have some faith in them is that, like, they do have that attitude. And I feel like if they get on sort of a positive run, it could be, like, really tough to... Slow them down. If yeah, like they start feeling themselves and like get that confidence back on the offensive end, which like then translates to the defense. So, 
Yeah, it's just hard when you're getting blown out like they did last night. It's hard to sort of regain that composure. Right. And they've also, like, um, they also had a tough schedule. I mean, they played the, the Mystics the other day, then the Aces. Like, now they have the Sun. So, I don't know, maybe you get to, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but, like, you get to a softer part of the schedule and maybe you can get a few wins on the board and, like, start right start figuring things out a little bit hopefully i don't know yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't write them off completely at all yet but yeah i mean they've definitely i think sort of been the most disappointing yeah through the through the first two weeks for sure um yeah i mean coming up after the sun game they play the the wings and then the fever (laughs) connecticut again yeah then in washington washington but uh yeah that's damn their schedule is really tough to start the season but yeah, we'll see how it goes for the the dream. I mean, it's also a thing like we're looking at the schedule, and I don't know. Most of these teams are just like I don't know. I think that team's better, so I don't know. Maybe right. they're just it's a thing where everyone else got a little bit better, and they more or less sort of stayed the same. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I don't really have too much else this week. No, I don't think so either. We'll see how the games go this weekend. See if the Fever can can win again. Check out Erica Wheeler. Erica Wheeler's been really fun. Yeah, she's a good player. I like her a lot. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Tweet at the WNBA. Maybe they'll retweet you. They've been doing some weird Twitter stuff. Giving yeah, shout-outs to random fans. Something about <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they, they also tweeted, like, a random, some, like, random girl, like, Doing like a workout in like a empty gym. I don't know, but their their Twitter's been a little weird lately. Seems like this season that they like kind of revamped their Twitter Twitter plan. Yeah, that's where all the money's going. And it's uh a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah, they're getting it's not like weird bad. Twitter. It's I like, mean, like drill. It, yeah, it's just like what <laughs> is like a little odd for like a like the league account to just be tweeting random pictures of fans. I don't know. Whatever. Well, it could be worse. It's good it's good for those fans to get some exposure. Yeah, it's it's cool. I'd like to get to a game and have the WNBA take a picture of me in my yeah. new Mo Curry Speaking jersey. Of fans though, shout out to that Mystics fan. There's a, at the game the other day versus the sky. Yeah. Like traveled from like eight thousand miles or something. Damn. To uh I can pull up the tweet. Is it to see EDD play? Yeah, to see EDD. I flew 8,140 miles from Hong Kong to watch Daladon. Hell yeah. That's, that's intense. And the lady next to her had, had one of those uh, old school Mystics jerseys like Chris <laughs> Rock wore in that, uh, that one movie. Yeah, it was that Head of the State or yeah. something like that. <laughs> that was old school, like Shamika Hold Squad era. Hell that yeah. That was like when they had the... They had the other guy. What was that the rabbit mascot? I forgot what the rabbit's name was, but that is a cursed mascot <laughs> if I've ever seen one. Um, yeah. All right. I think that's a wrap. Yeah, we'll catch you next week. We'll uh, hopefully have some some good games over the weekend. Hopefully have some more insight into what these teams are looking like. And uh, we'll catch you then. Yeah, until then, stay cool, everyone. Peace. Hey.
Shaq, we're on live.